Yo, what's up? Welcome to another episode of Demo Listen. I'm Gray. I'm joined as always by my co-host, Nathan. We do a very simple podcast in which we listen to punk, hardcore, metal, and adjacent forms of music that people send in to us. Typically, it's our first time hearing the releases in question, and we honestly react to whatever it is that we're hearing. Sometimes we like stuff, sometimes we don't, but we encourage you to support the stuff that you do enjoy. We're not trying to be tastemakers, professional critics, or make objective value judgments here. Or even prophetic. Or, or prophetic. We're certainly not trying to be prophetic. We can barely speak cogently about the present moment, let alone the future. Uh, if you like something, buy a record, go see a band. Doesn't matter what we have to say about it. The format of the show is very simple. We have 10 bands in the queue every week. Everything is listener submitted. We roll some dice and randomly select usually between five and seven bands per episode to listen to. That's all there is to it. If you want to send in music, it's demolistenpodcast at gmail.com. Just make sure the release is a year or less old from the time of submission. If you want to call in, it's 260-222-8341. If you want to subscribe to the Patreon, it's patreon.com slash demolistenpodcast. If you hear bubbling in the background, that's just because the water tank, the water in the fish tank's a little low. I gotta clean it this weekend. It, it might be coming through, but one exciting thing about this show is that you never know what sort of variables you're gonna have. That's how you know it's that's how you know it's real. That's how you know it's real. This isn't a studio setup, you know what I mean? This is real deal. DIY shit. It's no home cooking. No blue chew sponsorships. None. You know what I mean? No None. no vape shop sponsorships. They wouldn't have us if they if they if we wanted it. They wouldn't have it. They I mean, they might have us for one episode and then they would hear what we had to say. Yeah. And then they wouldn't like it anymore. No, they wouldn't. Um, so I don't have a whole lot. I just wanted to uh, first of all shout out uh, social pressure. We just Moments before uh, hitting record on this, unpacked the uh, seven inches they sent our way, along with a very sick-looking zine that I'm going to crack into once I get home. Yeah, damaged brain. Yeah, maybe not once I get home because I got to go home and write a do a write-up for the new No Time LP that's coming out in a couple weeks. But maybe tomorrow I will do that uh, at the record store that I somehow get paid to work at, even though I just sit there for eight hours a day playing Switch and reading books. Someone's got to do it if it wasn't you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so shout out to Social Pressure. Uh, stoked to spin the rest of that 7-inch and check out the zine. And then uh, I guess I just wanted to say we did uh, we booked uh, Gel and Initiate in town last week, and it went off. It was really good. Gel remains a uh, superior live act. Initiate is a band who I had checked out on record a little bit. Didn't really move me. Thought it was solid. Live, I thought that they were a very, very good act and thoroughly enjoyed their set. Um Feet Aside remains one of my favorite local bands ever. Uh, they really brought it. They played some new material that's really, really good. If you like death metal, check out Feet Aside. I've plugged them on the show before. We released their first demo EP, I guess. Um, young kids playing, ripping death metal, doing it right. It was an awesome show. Well over 100 paid. Uh, I remain stoked to be able to say that in uh, the city of Fort Wayne. Thanks to everybody who came in from out of town. I know some listeners of the show came out to the show, or listeners to the podcast came out to the show. And, uh, yeah. People that like those bands as well but don't like us. Yes, for sure. There were, I'm sure there were plenty of people there yeah. that fall into Great. that category. Yeah. Come on out. Come on out. No problem. Uh, so, yeah, that's really that's really all I got this week. I don't have any, any, any real prompts or thoughts yet again. Okay. Been, okay. been super busy. Yeah. Uh, remember when we saw Dungeon Synth a few weeks ago? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you did you go again? What'd you think? Yeah, but what'd you think about that? Give me give me your give me your take on on that Dungeon Synth show. Because well, here's the thing. Yeah. You and I don't have a lot of Dungeon Synth show experience. None. Until that one. And, I think. Until that one, yeah, right? Yeah. Because it doesn't really seem like an interactive sort of medium. Yeah, right? yeah, exactly. You know, it's like solo black metal. Right. Right? Yeah. 
Um, but I guess it is. I guess. As always. Yeah. And Fort Wayne seems to have something of a, a core group of dungeon synth individuals. They do. Yeah. So break down that show that we saw a few weeks ago. I can't get into my complete, full, unbridled thoughts on the show no, here on the, on the podcast. We, we can never get into our unbridled <laughs> thoughts no, on this show. No, that's true. Um, but I will say that it seemed like said core group of people were having a good time doing their thing. I was profoundly underwhelmed yes. by the performances yes. at that show. Um, evidently we missed because the order of the gig, like the Doesn't band order sense. made no sense whatsoever. So evidently the touring act on the show that we attended together, uh, was considerably better than the other acts, but we missed that one. Right. So I will just have to take other people's word for that. The local or regional acts that played, um, like I said, I found to be profoundly underwhelming. There was just, uh, there was no dynamism, right? Like if you're going to do this thing that is fundamentally minimal mm -hmm. in sonically minimal. Typically. Typically. It lends itself to like to a visual accompaniment of some sort. Or at least something other than standing there and holding like an open chord for right. 10 seconds and swaying. Yes. It, it seemed like the barrier to entry was astoundingly low yeah. in terms of what qualifies you to be able to get up on stage and play it. And in that way, I appreciate the, the punk spirit Absolutely. of the thing. Right? Absolutely. Because that's the same, that's the same premise, right? But yeah, there's little room for error in yeah. something like that. There's little yeah. room. There's, there's, there's nothing taking the fucking heat off you. Absolutely. If you fuck up, that's it for sure. Right. Yeah. And all lies are on you. And, and I think again, like conversely to punk and hardcore and metal, the sheer sort of uh, energy of the thing can compensate for any lack of technical yep. ability or even songwriting chops. And actually, sometimes even the lack of technical ability contributes to the overall, right? Yes. It's baked in right. with, with a lot of, like, you know, full band, punk, yes. hardcore, and grind and stuff, right? And I would say the inverse is true for Dungeon Synth. I would say the absolute inverse is true, and I would agree with you with that. Yeah. So, went to a show the other night. Yes, I got invited to that, and actually, my buddy Trey uh, from Death Wish texted me about it a few weeks ago and say, "Hey, said, hey, you should go to this show because he likes Dungeon Synth as well, and I guess the touring act he liked a whole lot." And then my buddy Colin texted me, our buddy Colin texted me about it, and I said, "Hey, I'm going out of town, but you should hit up Nate about it. I bet he would be down to go." So, shout out to uh, Somber Arcane and Redhorn Gate. Yeah, for absolutely fucking bringing it. So Sombra Arcane is the is the performer yes. that Trey told me to go see. Yes, yeah. I'm telling you what, you should be fucking ashamed of yourself if you play a show with them and you just stand there behind a keyboard. Where they 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 brought it. Yeah, sick. Yeah, sick. It was full on like two dudes. Now now listen, this was dumb as hell and nerdy as hell, sure. and that's an acknowledged thing by everybody in attendance. Of course, there were people in the fucking crowd with swords strapped to their backs. Yeah. That's how you know that these are a bunch of harmless nerds of because they're letting people into the club with large bladed <laughs> right. weapons. Yeah, yeah, yeah weapons, for sure. Right? Yeah, no. No one's concerned. Right. No yeah. one is concerned. Yeah. So there's people in the crowd with like swords on their backs, yeah. right? You did have some some solo artists, artists, right. whatever. Yeah. Kind of doing their thing. It didn't really work. Sure. You know what I mean? I don't know. Just yeah. seems a little lame. I would agree. And Sombra Arcane takes the stage. You got a you got a wizard, okay. a man dressed as a full wizard. Yeah, even grew his own beard. Okay, drinking potions, 
drunk as fuck, apparently, on stage. <laughs> okay. Stumbling all over the stage, but still pulling it off, yeah. right? Kane, all this sort of shit. Okay. There's a fucking there's a fucking portal behind him that looks like um if Stonehenge was a Stargate. Okay, sick. Right? That yeah. I think is probably their rig. Okay. Okay. Then the other dude, the other the other musician in the band. Yeah. Uh full on fucking like studded leather. Uh, fucking uh, studded leather, like, rogue mm-hmm. armor. Yeah. I think it was, like, some cosplay form or whatever, but it looked pretty tidy. Yeah. These dudes are all in. They're playing actual instruments. They're fucking going nuts. Yeah. Lights the full nine yards. Right. Right? Yeah. Then, Redhorn Gay takes the stage. Oh, also, Somber Arcane is selling this. Ooh, that's sick. Is that, so that's a, that's a module? For like a D twenty, so it is their tape. Yeah, right. Okay, it's so fucking dumb. I had to get it. It's so awesome. It's their tape. Right, right. Which is like an hour long. It's like fucking an hour and ten minutes of a fucking dungeon. Sick as it should be. A candle, a candle, a candle with the scent of musty (laughs) tome. Okay, sick. Right. Yeah. A poster of the artwork for the tape in the box set. Uh A little fucking like. Parchment, yes. Some stickers, and then two fucking uh, supplements, Sick. role-playing supplements. Yeah. One of which is basically a bunch of uh, prompts and the introduction of the two folks in the band, right? As NPCs that you can insert into whatever. Sick. And then like an adventure supplement, though. Full on in the box. Yeah. Right. Here's the thing. This had to put them out there at fucking ass so bad. Absolutely, dude. Because they're not making a dime doing this. Yeah, I'm sure not. They're not making a dime. Between all the shit they had going on stage, yeah. this expensive-ass box, which I guarantee you that the box is probably the most expensive thing out of any of this. Probably, yeah. To make. It looks good. It's a full-color, like, second edition, you know, full-on yeah, yeah. box. No, it looks very good. Yeah. That's not... That's not uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. And it's got like the semi. It's got like the semi yeah, matte finish. It's so crazy. And there they are yeah, in the back. Dude. That's what they look like on stage. Yeah, that's sick, man. It's a full on fucking show. Oh, and the and the somber arcane logo is like the forbidden or the uh, forgotten realms logo. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's sick. Right. Yeah, that's fucking awesome. So yeah, hats off to them. Indeed. Right. And then the other one, Redhorn Gate from Chicago. Yeah. Uh, full on Middle Earth. It's in the name Redhorn Gate. Right. Full-on dwarves in Middle-earth. Yes. This was so incredibly stupid, I've never thought. It, it was unbelievable. Okay. <laughs> it was fucking amazing, right? Yeah. The whole performance is like this, uh, it's it's a bardic tale mm-hmm. that they go through. Okay. Complete with chanting Sick. and narration. Yeah. Right? I'm sure if they had a fog machine, we'd all been swimming in it. Right. But we didn't. Right? About a dwarf. The dwarf is, uh, you know... Doing what dwarves do, making weapons and fucking mining shit and fighting and stuff like that. Sure, right? yeah. And so their album, the album seems to be the, a tale mm-hmm. of uh, Gundrum the Smith. Okay. They had a dude, a big old dude, in a kilt with a skin-tight fucking, like one of those uncanny valley masks on. Yeah. Of Gundrum the Dwarf in the front. Okay. Acting out. Like a fucking play, yeah. acting out the fucking scenes while they did their shit. Yeah, that's fucking awesome, dude. Right? Yeah. He's forging a knife in the beginning. He had some prop knife and a hammer, and when he'd hit it in time to the rhythm of the music, right. it threw sparks. Oh, man. Right? That's awesome. He goes searching for the... He sharpens his weapons. He goes searching in the mountains for the treasure. He pulls out a spyglass. He pulls out a map. He 
clearly doesn't know how to use either one of these things, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah, sure. Right? Yeah. He acts that out on stage, right? Yeah. Then he gets to the mountains. He starts digging for gold. Again, digging in time with the, with the music, finding gold. Impressive. Then he's going through the caverns. He lights a candle or whatever. Mm-hmm. He hand, They fucking handed out little tiny LED candles to everybody in the crowd mm-hmm. so that you could, like, help him find his way. Right. Right? Yeah. And then there's some battle at the end of the set, and they fucking start throwing out inflatable axes and swords, and everybody starts whacking each other with them. It's great. They're out their fucking ass. Yeah, man. You know what I mean? Because there's no way they're recovering that cost. There's no way. You got to right. just be doing it for the they're love of it. They're just doing it for the love of it. But... I don't know, man. If you're just standing there behind a keyboard, yeah. No, the gauntlet's been thrown. You got to do a bit more than that. Yeah, for sure, man. I'm really bummed I missed out on that. If they, uh, if Somber Arcane or Redhorn Gate comes through again, I'm definitely have to make a make a point to catch that because I, I was not at all ready to uh, to just throw in the towel with live Dungeon Synth. I figured that we probably saw, saw an exceptionally bad version of it. Absolutely, you know. Yeah. So I wasn't ready to throw in the towel on that premise, but. I remained unconvinced that there was anybody out there ready to to take the steps necessary to make that an engaging live experience. Well, who are, th- these folks have been doing it for a minute. Sick. They're all in. Awesome. That's awesome. Right. I'm very glad to hear it. Right. So that was that was that was my that was my fucking Saturday. Sick. It was fucking sick. Yeah, that sounds awesome. And then after them, some other dude played that was just a dude in the keyboard. So I fucking sca- left. Sure. Yeah. What's the point, man? Right. True. I mean, truly, and I I don't even say that dismissively. Like, truly, what is the point? Like, who is getting what out of it? I know. You know what I mean? I like, know. I just don't even understand. It's 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 weird because you know, like Dungeon Sith and like Black Metal have have a, a long sort of intertwined yeah history. Obviously, Mortise and stuff like that. Right. You know, sure. Fucking. Um, 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 Varg made his Varg, like, records you know, when he was in prison. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, and and like um, fucking uh, what is it? Uh, depressive silence. Sure. Yeah. Shit like that. Right. But it's amazing how it, you see all the tropes of black metal. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the the beards and the yeah. Right. But it's like just some dude fumbling along on a keyboard. Yeah, for sure. It's a very like it's something a very something is lost. Yeah, something is very much lost. Uh, anyway, go check them out if you see them. Sick. You'll get. Uh, you might get an inflatable axe. Okay. You might get uh, some little candles. You get a good laugh. That's for sure. Yeah, not bad. Dude, for the, price the of fucking entry. the fucking wizard for for somber arcane was absolutely shit faced. Were his potions liqueur? You I think it was. I think he said it was tequila. Okay, <laughs> those were his potions. And, yeah, ch- and they were in little potion bottles. Yeah, and he's chucking them. That's he kept awesome. dropping. He had like a knife on stage that he's flipping around, and he kept dropping. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. You know, <laughs> sure. He's fucking, fucking guild. Yeah, that sounds great, man. I'll definitely catch him if they come through again. Yeah. So shout out to that. Shout out to to to, to I guess. Uh, yeah, doing it right. Yeah, not half assing it. Not half assing it. All right, cool. Let's get into the queue this week then. Um, let me uh, let me bring this let me bring this bad boy up. Okay, so first off, we have pleasure with candy samples. This was sent in by Dave, a UK listener, and this is a UK-based band. It just got posted in the Demolition Facebook group today or yesterday, and uh, looked kind of interesting. I wanted to check it out anyway. Uh, then we have got Bastard Cross with Beast of the Night. This was sent in by Sutton. They're a band from Philadelphia. Sutton says that Les Claypool, Claypool was playing bass for him um, when uh, he saw them. I, 
I don't know if I believe that offhand, but uh, he said it's pretty good. Um, then we have Skit Crimes with Skitzed Out. This was sent in um, by Matt, who runs Razored Raw, and uh, this is a release on Razored Raw. New, uh, he said, like, crusty uh, New Zealand-based punk stuff. Okay. Th- then we have... Uh, Atomic. I'm going to assume this is just like a, a cute spelling or a foreign spelling of atomic. It is A-O-T-M-C uh, with a little, uh, I don't know what accent mark that is, K. With Towering Failures, uh, this is a grind band from the UK. It was sent in by Derek, who said uh, it's some cute, I think he said it's some cute UK power violence. All right, we'll see how many pinches they put in there. Yeah. Then we have uh, Silk Leash with their self-titled release. This was sent in by Dan, um, and uh, it's a band playing some iteration of hardcore punk from Maryland. Then we have Pretending with Yandir. Uh, this band was uh, submitted. I'm sorry, that last one was uh, Silk Leash was sent in by Tony. This was this one was sent in by Dan, who plays in the band. Um, Dan sent the Pretending stuff over our way before, mm-hmm. and it was in the queue, but we didn't get around to listening to it. Uh, we had a feeling that it probably would be something we we wouldn't necessarily fuck with. Uh, was just, it this release? No, it wasn't this. It, it wasn't this release. This is a brand new uh, single promoing an upcoming LP, I think. And then we have got Chain Circuits with their demo. This was sent in by Brody, who said it's some uh, ripping Indonesian hardcore. Then we have to- uh, Factory si- Factory City Children with their self titled release on Toxic State. Mm-hmm. Um, this was sent in by Sam. Then we have got Advoids with their self-titled re- release. This was sent in by Jared, who said it's a buddy's band, and they play kind of herky-jerky uh, post-punk stuff in the vein of, like, Saccharin Trust or something along along those lines. Okay. And then last up, we have Pyrrhic with At What Cost. This is out on 1753 out of L.A., and this was sent in by Franklin. All right. What do we got first? Seven. All right, seven is Chain Circuits the uh, Indonesian hardcore punk band. Brody correctly said that uh, Indonesia has been killing it lately and that this is no excep- no exception. Um, he said any any song is as good as any other song, so we'll just start at the beginning. We're going to listen to Coup d'etat by Chain Circuits off of their demo. <laughs> Yeah. 
right, that was Coup d'Etat by Chain Circuits off of their demo. I just want to note here, you know, who mastered this? Sure. Will Killingsworth. Yeah. Uh, evidently, Shane uh, tells Will about every time that he's mentioned on the podcast, and Will hates it so much. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I, I jokingly told Shane that he should, uh, that uh, that Will should be thanking us for the dozens of dollars of in income that we've generated. And uh, Shane rightly pointed out that uh, he's sure that the episode in which we talked about Will's crippling incest porn addiction really helped his business. Nobody cares about that stuff. <laughs> no, no, of course not. Somebody else correctly pointed out that uh, they're sure he would love that we recently <laughs> that we recently described him as the Dollar General of of, uh, <laughs> of hardcore <laughs> studio recording studios. Hey, Dollar General had that fucking that fucking Barry RC. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's true. The, the Barry that RC was, a was DG solid. exclusive, my friend, <laughs> and that shit was hard to track down. That's true. <laughs> so how'd you uh, how'd you like Coup d'Etat by Chainsaw? Absolutely, exactly what I expected. Yeah, for sure. And, and the the T-shirts in the lineup tell you a lot about what these uh, what these kids are going for. Mm-hmm. Imploders, Exit Order, Nosferatu. You know, this is this is heavily affected uh, chorus pedal affected guitars, distant reverby vocals uh d-beat influence but plenty of halftime stomp in there mm-hmm. you know what i mean this is this is the the children of of hoax and gag Fami- you know? familiar tones sure familiar chords played in familiar familiar ways yes yeah for sure right yeah. familiar artwork no doubt we've gotten to this so this is now officially like this is definitely like reached i think we acknowledged this a while ago but this has definitely reached reached like local band ground level. Yeah, this is peak saturation. Pretty much, point. yeah, yeah, it's peak saturation. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, I and we had a band on the show a while back, and they ended up playing the house too. And I, I thought they were good. Um, Stunner and Gel yeah. was playing with Stunner up at their Detroit date, but. I think I spoke about it then that this had permeated down to like not just the regional, but even like the hyper local levels. Where That's what I mean. You're getting imitators on just a hyper local level. Right. And it's always generally speaking good. Sure. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's, this is no exception. This no, was good. It's it's good, you know, but yeah. uh, it's, uh, it doesn't hit the same way. For sure. Yeah. Right. It's just fine. Yeah. I, I'm going to be honest. I'll never remember this. No, of course not. You know, it, it would be impossible to, right? Never. It's 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 very much of this exact moment, and it's in a long lineage of bands that have done this sort of thing. And as I said, I mean, say what you will about them, Gel is such a fucking good live act. Right. I mean, I think the records are great too, but live, they fucking bring it. They right. bring it every time. And most of the bands that I see doing a similar thing don't hit as hard. They're just yeah. not as like they're not as uh fucking like tightly wound a unit, you know what I mean? But this is good. You know, good. I got I got no beef with it. But it yeah, it's definitely like, you know, if I see generally speaking, if I see high contrast depictions of violence, yeah, or um deformity, sure. or uh angry like dogs, sure. kind of know what I'm in store for. Yeah, absolutely. If I see skulls and banners, Right, right. If I see tattered banners and skulls, yeah, and a weapon, sure, kind of know what I'm in for. Yeah, right. Same thing. If I see this sort of semi collage, part part collage and clip art, part hand drawn, right, sort of almost like a cross between I don't know, like 
flash and like first edition D and D artwork. Right. Yeah. 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 And like early, maybe like second wave black metal y influence. Maybe. Stuff too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Pretty much know what I'm in for. Right. Pretty much. There was no surprises with this. No. Decent. Just fine. Yeah, for sure. Right. Thought it was well done. Won't remember it, unfortunately. Uh, if you'd played this for me five years ago, I would have had a different opinion about it. For sure. Um, all right. What's next? One. All right. One is Pleasure with Candy Samples. Uh, I can't remember what this band was described like in the uh, in the Facebook group. So I'm going into this pretty blind. I think I remember Micah or somebody else commenting on it. And, or no, I think Jay. Uh, Jay from Sidetrack commented on it and said, I don't like the name, I don't like the art, but I was pleasantly surprised by the music. Oh, that's right. It was described as being like uh, somewhat similar to Blast, which is not a sound that a lot of people try to replicate. So. No, no, the artwork, the artwork tells me something. This is another one, you know. Yes. I'm looking at this artwork, and again, it's it's a, a pointillism. Right. It's it's kind of collage This is in exactly the exactly the same camp. Like it, looking at this I would assume that we're yes. about to hear something very similar to what we just heard. Very similar but female fronted. Yes, <laughs> yeah, for sure, right? right. With yeah. a name like Pleasure. Right, yeah. With the word Candy. Right, yeah, 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 for sure. Somewhere in the songs or the album title or something. Yeah. Yeah. And like the pink, the pink uh yeah. like motif and everything. Yeah. So, uh we were uh we were told to listen to uh the third track on here. So we're going to listen to Twist by Pleasure off of Candy Samples. That was Twist by Pleasure off of Candy Samples. And yeah, the name, the title, the presentation does not at all hint at what is contained therein. Uh, I think the Blast comparison is apropos. They even lean into it right here in the write-up about it. Also a very funny uh, 
quote from Rollins about seeing Blast back in the day. Quote, mm-hmm. every song they play sounds like thirsty and miserable. The rest of Flag are watching them and laughing when they aren't looking. Rollins, Rollins' verdict on Blast in 1984. Um, so yeah, this like I said, apropos comparison. They're very clearly going for the Blast thing. It's interesting because this is the second band we've heard doing a blast thing in like the last few months. The other one is uh, James Reuters from Indiana's uh-huh. band, yeah. uh, Modern Man, mm-hmm. who I liked a lot and is definitely doing blast. It's just strange that that band of all bands is back in the zeitgeist. I've loved Bla- blast since I was a kid because Rollins' description is not a million miles off. Every song they play does kind of sound like they're seeing miserable, but that works really well for me, man. I think they did a really good job and they made it a little bit more off kilter than black flag did too. Like the, the tempo was weird. This plays with that element specifically. It's like a very jittery tempo that kind of speeds up and slows down at unexpected moments, which is, in my opinion, kind of blast signature move, the mm-hmm. thing that makes them recognizably them. Right. Um, and I thought that this was a really good attempt at it, and it's something that hasn't been attempted that many times since its inception, really. Um, there hasn't, hasn't been a million bands like trying to emulate Blast who were trying to emulate a really specific period of, of Black Flag, and I thought this did a really good job. I liked it. I'll check out the rest of this. Yeah, I thought this was pretty decent. I definitely, I definitely like the music better than the artwork. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I thought this was pretty decent. Uh, you're right. It, it the thing about Blast is it never quite it never quite gets up to speed. No, it it just never it never really gels. Like it just like it it, it, it falls always, apart. It gets yes. it gets back together. Yeah, it's a very yeah. intentional thing. Yeah, exactly. They were very good at it for sure. Right. Yeah. I think that's a hard thing maybe to sort of like emulate without unintentionally perhaps sounding like fucking black flag sure yeah 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 you know right um yeah i thought this is pretty decent i i i'll check out i'll check i'll check out the rest of this i really don't like the fucking write-up for this just n- knock it off man the, the write-up is not about you man the, ro- sure. the the dude that wrote this it's not about you right right stop flexing your fu- like i hate it when people that write for bands think they're think they're fucking anthony bourdain <laughs> yeah sure but i, I just f- you know what i mean yeah 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 for sure but i will i will give them the benefit of the doubt because i do this for a living that oftentimes you're just playing to what the band or the label or the pr agency or whoever the fuck asks of you right yeah. and like there are plenty of write-ups that i do that are specifically tailored to like an in-house style. Now I doubt that that's the case in, in this instance because it's know. on a much smaller scale than a lot of the stuff I'm writing for, but you know, that's, who knows? that's why I, I could, I could never do anything like, cause you never get what you want out of me. Never. Sure. Yeah. Well, I, you know what I mean? You, I, I just can't do it. I just can't fucking do it. I can't fucking read it. You know, when you put 150 bucks in my hand for an hour of work, you can get, you can get what you want. out. Of not me. me. I'm not a cheap. I'm not cheap like that. <laughs> Fair enough, dude. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, I thought this was pretty solid for sure. Um, if I have to compare, you know, I, I think I liked Modern Man's rendition of Blast a little bit better. It I think was, it was a little bit more ripping, a little heavier. Yeah, I think so. I, I tell you what, I'm really glad this, they went to like, the, I thought they were going to go into the obligatory and obvious sort of like 
slowed down stompy part at the sure. end and they didn't quite do it again no, I was like, the, please don't do that please don't do that yeah they and kept they it didn't. they kept it kind of dirgy and messy yeah yeah, yeah they sure. just gave you a kind of a hint okay right. this if you're gonna side to side this is probably where you should do it right but um you know we're not gonna you know just yeah we're not gonna spoon feed we're it not to gonna you. spoon feed it to you right for sure yeah. i appreciated that as well all right what's next uh two okay two is skit crimes with skits out this is uh, the release that was sent our way by Razor Draw and is out on said label. So this is a New Zealand-based band. Uh, the song that was recommended to us is the last song on here, so we're going to listen to Human Off Switch by Skit Crimes off of Skit Stout. <laughs> Human Off Switch by Skit Crimes off of Skit Stout. How'd you feel about it? Uh, that was a crime against bands with the name Skit in them. <laughs> it's, it's certainly no Skit system. Right. Yes, sure. Yeah, it, 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 it bore little in common with other bands with the word Skit in it. Yeah, for sure. Other than the, I guess, there, there's the there's the ghost of like a DB influence in there. That's what I mean. Just, just, just the faintest hint. Right. Right. By the time it makes it down to uh, Wellington. Sure. Right. Yeah. It's, it's a long way removed from it, its origin. It is a long way removed. Uh, yeah, this was, I mean, yeah. It was It was very amateurish. I think the best thing that I can say about this is that whether it's incidental or intentional, I couldn't say, and I won't venture a guess, is that at its weirder moments, it got kind of close to the less accessible solid, sonic elements of like Japanese hardcore and DB. Yeah, you know I think I mean? unintentionally. Probably unintentionally. It kind of got there, right? Listen. Ah, man. Have at it and go for it. You know what sure, I mean? Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking circle pit in the fucking basement. Right. Ultimately, you know, I mean, like, whatever. Like I said, it's, it, the sloppiness is, 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 hard, is just hardwired into this music. Of course. 
Um, yeah. But man, yeah, this just this this was th- honestly this sounded like uh, this sounded like a band in I don't know. This 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 sounded like a fucking band from Clearfield, PA. Sure, exactly. Yes, right. This was this was very local. Yeah, you know what I mean. And the thing is, like, it's New Zealand's not a big place. You know what I mean. It's not like in terms of population size, like it's not immense. Um, certainly compared to a place like the United States, yeah. where you just basically have a. We've said it before too, man. If I'm in New Zealand, yeah, the last fucking thing I'm doing is this for sure. So I mean, you just have <laughs> you have a limited you have a limited pool, you right. know, to draw from. And like, I think it's cool and important that somebody is documenting what's going on in New Zealand, and just based on like what we've heard from Razor Raw, there's a fairly massive chasm in quality, like from release to release on this label. Well, it's 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 a real. It's just kind of like, uh, yeah. It's there's, se- there, there, there's a there's there's a um, we'll say um, a generally catches catch can right yeah 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 right? for sure and it seems like the intention here is to just document stuff that's happening in New Zealand that falls within the in the general realm of punk hardcore black metal death metal etc quality be damned right and I appreciate that sick shit has come out of New Zealand for sure absolutely and uh, and I, I mean, didn't think this was one of them. no and I mean even like uh, uh Matt who runs Razor Raw like plays in a sick band right. that we had on the show you know right. what I mean so it's like there there's good stuff happening down there I think the intention is probably very similar to the intention that uh, begat a label like Discord. And it just so happened that all of the early Discord releases fucking right. ripped. But right, they, right, right. the goal was to just document what was happening. Right, right, it was right. pure like a roll of the dice that all of that stuff was really fucking good. Yep. Yeah, that was minor threat and fucking well, like, you know. Yeah, that's because it was all brand new. Right, exactly, exactly. So, um, so I appreciate what Razor Raw is doing and I appreciate amateurish punk of this nature still existing this far into punk's uh, life cycle and existing as far afield as Wellington, New Zealand. Yeah, because the last thing I fucking want is nothing but hyper-polished fucking, like, you know, radio-ready fucking hardcore coming out of basements and stuff. That's the last fucking thing that I want. Even if if this doesn't embody what I want to hear in my hardcore punk music, it certainly embodies the ethos on which all of this stuff is built mm-hmm. and very much embodies the sort of the basic defining principles of this kind of thing that still appeal to me, right? Yeah. So uh, didn't really like the music, don't, don't like the artwork, you know, but appreciate the effort. We, we, uh, yeah, and, and sort of, uh, yeah, appreciate the... Uh yeah, appreciate the effort. Sure. <laughs> what, a, what a fuck you. Oh, yeah, what, what a, a fuck you. <laughs> Jesus, what a fuck you. Okay, so what's what's next after that little condescending God, pat on what the a, head? What a sh- God, I tell you what. <laughs> yeah, man. I don't know. We're doing our best to be to just to be kind and supportive. I'm trying to here. be kind, yeah. yeah you know I mean? I'm trying. You know how fucking hard it is? <laughs> it's, it's challenging. Jesus Christ. Okay. Uh, one. All right. One is Bastard Cross with Beasts of the Night. This is the one that uh, Sutton sent our way and claimed, perhaps erroneously, <laughs> that Les Claypool was playing bass for. I don't know. For. I don't know. That just seems unlikely to me. I, I don't know. I don't know what Les is up to this, the these fuck, days. But, where are these guys from? Uh, Philadelphia. Where is Les Claypool from? 
I don't know off the top of my head, actually. Let's uh, let's uh, see. I'm looking this this up because I want to see like like what is even the likelihood where, that this could possibly what be what true. are the like seven degrees of separation here? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, let's see. Born in Richmond, California. Um, don't know where he currently resides, but I would have to imagine probably still California <laughs> if I had to guess. Uh, probably not Philly. Um, you know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? Probably not. Probably not Philly. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I'm just questioning. I'm just que- questioning the veracity of Sutton's claim on this one. That's all I'm going to say. Um, so the song that was recommended to us is uh, none. Actually, uh, Sutton just sent this our way. Um, so let's see. They have got "Fucking Maniac" queued up to play, which is the last song on here. So we're going to hear "Fucking Maniac" by Bastard Cross off of Beasts of the Night. word out there <laughs> yeah so that was bastard cross with beasts of the night or off of, of with fucking maniac off of beasts of the night 
What do you think after hearing that about Sutton's claim that Les Claypool was? I can't Mason? imagine how <laughs> how much more Les Claypool would fuck that up. <laughs> yeah, for sure, dude. Just There's no slapping the shit out yeah. of it, dude. There's <laughs> no way that would fucking work. No, uh, I, I'm gonna say that either Sutton was kidding and it didn't come through an email, or Sutton is lying, or Sutton was wrong. Yeah. Either way, Les Claypool I, what I, certainly I, was not playing. I, what I'm hoping for is he's wrong. I'm hoping for that. There's somebody up there that. Was wearing a top hat. Yeah, 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 for sure. And it was like, damn, it's oh, Les, Les, Les Claypool. Like, and they just fucking rolled with <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. Right? Uh, so how'd you feel about it? It was okay. Yeah, it was all right. It was fucking, you know, it, it was fucking, uh, you know, motorhead fucking, motorhead fucking venom thrash yeah. rock and roll for sure. that you'd hear in a bar. I think that, that in that setting, yeah. right, that's where this works if you're already kind of tuned up and keyed up and into sure. the fucking moment at a bar. Yeah. I thought that this was actually the recording was pretty kind of weak. Yeah, for sure. Wasn't great. Yeah. This uh, was compared to like, because here's the thing this is another one where, you know, you can be. You can be a, 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 a fucking saturation point hardcore band pulling from Spy and Gel and whatever. Yeah. And be like, okay, pretty good. Right. Right. All right. Not bad. Sure. I'll fucking, but, but this, yeah. you really got to be firing on all cylinders. I agree. For this to be really engaging. Agree. This, this was Cause just a couple missteps and there were like a couple there, missteps there a on couple here. Missteps, you know agree. what I mean? Even, even just like some awkward vocal phrasing, which there was on here. Yep. It's a couple missteps and all of a sudden you go from like fucking riding on wings of steel. Yeah. To just sitting in a pile of shit. For sure. This was for my money about as standard fare as you can get with this particular form of like blackened post motorhead, post venom thrash proto black metal type of shit. Um, that riff, man, I don't know how many times I can hear that riff presented in this format. I'll tell you what, I can hear it fewer times and I can hear that riff at that. Then I can hear the riff in, um, uh, that chain circuit, chain song. circuit, yeah, yeah, for sure, right? right, yeah, yeah. I get, I get less tired of that riff, no matter how many times I hear it. I've just, dude, I have heard so many permutations of that exact riff played with that exact tone, right. that exact tempo, with those exact type of vocals over the top, right? Just endless talking endless about talking about a talking about a fucking maniac slashing slashing skin in the night for sure. And you there, know? this is another one where they're just. Uh, there are some really good examples of this that give me everything I need. Like, just even like the originators aside, if you take out Motorhead and Venom and Hellhammer to some degree, even on a contemporary level, like the the early to mid middle period midnight material, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Our friends Hellregal from Indianapolis, right? There. The, well, here's the thing, though. We know them. We know them, but I think even if we didn't, I would really, that, I would really like that material. I, 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 I honestly think that knowing the band, seeing the band, goes a long way with this interpreting how you feel about the band. Because I'm telling you, these guys got the fucking look. If yeah. they're wearing the full fucking attire on stage, sure, yeah, yeah and yeah, they're yeah. ripping it in the bar, yeah, right, and the energy is there, right, totally different, totally different take for sure, yeah. I thought on recording this was just fine. It lacked a little, uh, little oomph. Lacked some balls. There was a there was a little bit of sloppiness that I don't think lent itself to the overall 
kind of uh, and they weren't paying they, they weren't playing like fast enough and like right. cr- like 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 frenetic enough to cover for the sloppiness. Right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, for sure. So, I thought that this was uh just fine, but this is uh this is not going to seep into the cracks of my brain and like make an indelible mark. I'm going to forget about it next nah. week, unfortunately. But it was fine. It, it certainly wasn't offensive, right? Jeez, give me something good. Give me something. Christ give me sake. something that really fucking rips, man. <laughs> give me something that really rips. All right. Four. Four is uh, Factory City Children, their self-titled release on Toxic State Records. Um, we are supposed to listen to the first song on here. It's not the one they got queued up to play. They have the last song queued up, but uh, we were suggested Perfect Utopia, so that's what we're going to do. We're going to hear Perfect Utopia by Factory City Children off their self-titled record.
right, so we just heard Perfect Utopia by uh, Factory City Children off of what I think is their debut 7-inch on Toxic State Records. So this was released as a tape in 2021. Oh, okay. And then Static Shock released it as a reissue cassette in the UK in 2022, and then Toxic State released this this year. Okay, all right, so this has been kicking around for a couple years now. Um, So this is a solo project of uh, Mateo, who plays in Warthog, who played in Dawn of Humans, who plays in Salvage Punks. Um, I get what this is trying to do, and, like, Homeboy's track record is such that, obviously, any musical decisions made in this were very intentional, from the lo-fi production to the simplicity of the song structure. I mean, this is very obviously trying to do, like, a a spitz style thing where it's like very lo-fi, very raw, you know, influenced by the Ramones via the dwarves and taking that Just and injecting it with like a really sort of like snotty, youthful, scummy, irreverent, snotty, yeah. fucking ignorant shit. Yeah. There's that riff. Mm-hmm. There's no way. No, dude, it's bad. (laughs) Like, here's the thing about this. This is bad, and I think it's intentionally bad. And for some people, that's going to hit you. For some people, it's going to miss you. For me, I got what I needed to out of this kind of stuff early on. And there's shit. Like, I love the fucking spits, man. I love the spits. I love the dwarves. I love some irreverent, snotty, lo-fi kind of post Ramones core irreverent shitty punk. You know, I mean this this definitely pulls from like the world of that Gigi Allen was pulling from as well. Like there's this whole world of like scum punk shit that this sits adjacent to. Mm-hmm. And um I just like I don't need this now in my life. No. You know what I mean? I don't need this now in my life. I, some people this, are gonna this, like this. This missed me entirely. Yeah. I don't know, man. This just, this fucking missed me entirely. Yeah. Hold on just a second. Okay. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. There's no way with that fucking riff that you don't know where that comes from. Yeah, 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 for sure. (laughs) That's why I had a hard time taking this serious in the beginning because I was like, oh, they're fucking around with some kind of hate. Right, yeah, 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 sure. They're going to get serious here in a minute. Right. No, they never did. No. And I never got past the fact that that's just such a blatant ripoff of some kind of hate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That uh, it's just kind of like, I don't know, man. I don't get the joke. If there is one, I don't really care either. Yeah, for sure. I Like I said, I understand the purpose behind this. And, like, I understand that it's fun to just do, like, a solo recording project by yourself and uh, play it fast and loose. But, yeah, it's just, I, I don't need this. And, frankly, let's just be fucking real here. If it weren't for the the resume. That's what I was about to say. <laughs> if it wasn't this dude playing these this song. If I sent this to Toxic State and was like, hey, guys. No one would give a shit. Hey, guys, here's my here's my shit. Check it out. No one would give They'd a shit. They'd be like, fuck yourself. If dude. this got sent to us by Razored Raw. Yeah, yes, exactly. Right? We'd have just fucking sank it to the bottom of the ocean. Yes. That's, it wouldn't even, yeah. even made it past the fucking Wallace line. Yeah. Right? <laughs> exactly, dude. Yeah, for sure. So let's just be real about some shit. Sometimes it's just who you know. Right. Right. Because this isn't getting put out on fucking, on fucking, like, what, who else did you say released it? Static Shock. Static Shock. Yeah, dude, come on, dude. This isn't getting put out on Static Shock no, if man. you're not if you're not also playing and, in and I just hog, I, you know? Like I said, man, as soon as that opened up, I'm like, how? That, yeah. Well, this, you this even said, you're like, they're going to get serious this in a minute a here. And I was joke. like, I don't think so, man. This is a fucking joke, right, is what yeah. I said. Right. They're going to get serious here in a minute. I'm like, how does anybody not know instantly what song that is? Yeah, 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 exactly. 
There you go, man. <laughs> I guess this is for somebody, but it ain't for me. It ain't for me. Nope. Uh, all right, what's next? We got to get something that just rips, please. For the love of Christ. One again. Okay, uh, this is... Atomic. I'm just going to go with that pronunciation. I don't know if that's correct. Uh, Atomic with towering failures. Um, this is a already fucking cute with the fucking name. <laughs> yes, for sure. Um, so uh, let me uh, let me see let me see what uh, what song was recommended if uh, if any. No, no songs recommended. Uh, Brain Rot is the uh, first song on the record, and it's what they have queued up. So we'll just go with that. So we're gonna listen to Brain Rot off of Atomic off. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. We're gonna listen to Brain Rot, which I have by Atomic off of their release, Towering Failures. Heard the song "Brain Rot" by Atomic off of Towering Failures out of the UK. Uh, how'd you feel about it? Uh, honestly, mm-hmm. this this was kind of cute in areas. Yeah, I guess. Like, I mean, like, like the, those vocals. It's kind of goofy. You know what I mean? Like the, the second song is called Francis Bacon. Yeah. The third one is RoboCop 2. Yeah. Sick bro banter. Left in such an annoying state. I really like that song title. Sure. Yeah. Right. So they're 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 goofing. They're having some fun. Yeah. Honestly. The thing that sold me on it because I wasn't too sold on it was just I, the high pitched fucking screams. The high pitched screams. The high pitched fucking screams. <laughs> it's like that's going to draw a fucking sour eye from almost anybody that hears <laughs> yeah, that for sure, right? Which yeah. is sort of the, the 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 cherry on top as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, sure. Right. I didn't think this was brutal and fucking ripping and just like devastating grind. Right. This is just some goofy shit. Yeah. And I probably would not have felt, I tell you what, if it's fucking spaz vocals, yeah, in the shitter. Sure. But I have such a discerning ear. The high-pitched screams? Yeah. Okay, I'll take it. I think the thing I liked about this, besides what you just stated, were that the chord, the chord progressions on this kind of reminded me of something like a rupture in that they were mm, not, yes 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 they're yeah. not chord progressions that you typically expect from grind <laughs> no, I mean, that's true you know what and I mean? so it was kind of an yeah like this whole record i'm not i'm not gonna say that this is you know i, I am not going to say that this is like similar to cunt of god which sure. i think is a perfect fucking record agree yeah but this whole record is 19 is 19 songs and i bet you you're so fucking sick of it by like the by half the halfway point yeah sure right by by the end of track nine you're fucking done right yeah right yeah, and that's sure. what they intend yes right and yeah. so for that i can appreciate it and you're right about the rupture sort of like just <laughs> like, like there's weird major chord tonality yes, in there in places yes. you wouldn't expect and like 
kind of more traditional like punk parts, but played right. under a blast beat. You know right. what I mean? So I appreciated that about it. I don't know if the rupture uh, influence is like intentional or or merely a happy accident. I have to imagine that there's probably some intentionality there. So there were things about this that that piqued my interest. I might sit down with this. I think depending this band on my has been around for a fucking grip. They've been around for a while. It looks like. Um, let's see. It looks like uh, the moat in God's eye came out in 2007. Yeah. So these dudes know exactly what they're fucking doing for sure. Right. Yeah. And I think. I think they might be Czech, and that explains the spelling. Oh, okay, they're Czech. Yes. Okay. Well, it says that they're. It says that they're from the. No, it says they're from the UK. UK grindcore over the world. Okay. Recently joined by Czech underground veteran. Okay. Arzena. So okay. that. Okay. I, so there's I, a Czech I, member. Yeah, I okay. guess. But yeah, they've been around for a fucking grip. They know exactly what they're fucking doing. Yeah. It's that shitty, annoying fucking grind. Yeah. If this band has been together for sixteen plus years. Yes. This, this is very none, none of this is an accident. Yeah, 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 for sure. So, <laughs> so hats off to them for being intentionally annoying and alienating, and knowing that they've been around since at least two thousand six or seven. It makes me feel like okay, the rupture influence is definitely intentional. You know what yeah. I mean? Like yeah. they're, they're they're doing a thing here, right. and I appreciate it. Right. Um, okay, let's roll the dice. Uh, let's roll the dice one more time, and then we uh, we only got a f- two three messages, but then we got a bunch of texts. So, um. Three. Okay, cool. I, I was kind of hoping that we would land on this just based on the description of uh, of Jared who sent this our way. This is AdVoids with their uh, self-titled release. Um, so this came out in April of this year. It looks like there's been uh, a tour tape that was released after that, but this is uh, their debut release from April 2023. Um, Jared said that the third song on here, Give Me Mine, is the track to go with, so we're going to listen to Give Me Mine by Advoids off their self-titled uh, debut tape. I just don't know anymore Give me the to the floor Wait around for another end I think I'm in the next man well I need more I need more That was Give Me Mine by Advoids off their self-titled release. How'd you feel about it? I like that. Yeah, it was that cool. was the most interesting thing we heard all night. Definitely the most interesting thing we heard, yeah. Yeah, I, I kind of dug that. Really kind of sparse and jangly, mm-hmm. kind of jarring. Yeah. A little bit of Minutemen in there. Yes, very much so. Yeah. Yeah, so Minutemen, a little big boys. Um, I, I can hear the Saccharin Trust comparison to an extent for sure, and especially coming out of uh, L.A., um, 
This was cited both in the email and in the write-up comparisons to James Chance and the Contortions. I can hear that as well. Like I said, kind of herky-jerky, post-punk, broadly speaking, you know, but um, I would say more in the American punk tradition than, like, the Brit. Like, when I hear the word post-punk, I typically think of, like, a very UK-centric sound. This is uh, very American. I think Minutemen is probably, like, one of the the most apt um, comparisons that you can make here, Um, especially with the, like, little, the little injection of, like, funk in there, in the backbeat and, like, the bass delivery. Yeah. I would like to check out the rest of this tape. I thought it was interesting, if nothing else. Um, definitely intentional in its delivery, which I appreciated about this. The dudes look like such fucking sloppy, like like intentionally weird, awkward people on stage. This seems like one of those shows that, you know, one of those bands that would come to Indianapolis or something, and you and I would go to see them. Yeah, and, and we would we would be we would stick out like a sore thumb in the crowd. Stick up like stick awkward, out like a sore th- awkward yeah. weirdos, sort of shifty eyed weirdos in the back of the audience. Yeah, like everybody's like, what the? Everybody's f- having fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we we cannot. That's the thing. We I, we cannot let the cat out of the bag. <laughs> Right, yeah. like like fun isn't really an option anymore. Right, it's like, you know, it's like, dude, what? Who, who, who are the guys standing in the back of the show what? with a blasphemy long sleeve and a stars and stripes shirt on, frowning? Right. Why are those why, guys? Why are those here? guys here? We came specifically to see this band. Right. I really don't like anything else that's happening. Right. Right. Now. I don't like the people. Right. I don't like the way they're dancing. I don't like the way they're dressed. I don't Year, like the way they talk to each other. Years and years and years ago, when I was half the age I am, yeah, I was capable of just melding in and having fun. Sure. That doesn't happen anymore. There's virtually no there's no situation in which I can have fun. You know, I I was actively trying to I can have fun for sure. I mean, I, I have fun all the time. I think I would I argue don't. I would argue you have fun too, but not in this way. Not in this sort of like I'm going with the flow in a social situation sort of way. Um, and I I don't know what prompted me to think about this the other day, but I was very specifically trying to remember a time in which I could just fold myself into the social fabric and just be like, yeah, let's Never. do it. Never. I, I'm trying to recall. There were times in my life where I certainly made the attempt, but like in retrospect, it definitely didn't work. Uh, I was perceived as an asshole. The people I was with were perceived as assholes. Usually we started a, f- a physical altercation of some sort. Yeah. Like there was just, uh, I don't think there was ever a time. My very first day of fucking school, mm-hmm. kindergarten. Yeah, okay. Right? I was an afternoon kid. Yeah. Right? I didn't know. My dad didn't know. Took me to morning. Okay. I go to morning class. I distinctly remember this, right? I go in, Miss Criswell was my fucking kindergarten teacher. Mm-hmm. I go into her fucking class in the morning, right? Yeah. She's going through the roster, reading the names. They don't read my name. It's, you know, Raise my hand, say my name's not there. She confers with the teacher next door. I can't remember her name. Yeah. Remember she had blonde hair. They determined I was an afternoon kid. They fucking laughed at me. <laughs> they fucking laughed at me. And then I had to fucking like go home, wait around until my dad came to get me from fucking work. Yeah. And then I had to go home, and then I had to fucking come back in the afternoon and catch shit all over again. That's been that has really been the tenor of my entire life in any social gathering. The adults, the adults laughed at you. The adults fucking <laughs> laughed at me. Yeah, 
<laughs> they fucking laughed at me. I don't know if that's the tenor of your life. I mean, you know what? Every time, like, listeners of the show, uh, like, come through on tour with their band or anything like like that, they're always like, oh, Nate's really a personable, funny, cool guy to hang out with. Oh, I'm, I'm de- No, I'm, I'm dead shit. <laughs> I'm, I'm being honest. Oh, yeah, okay, I am being, I'm sure. I'm listen, being absolutely man, honest. Listen, man, I avoided everybody throughout school. Right, I avoided people throughout school because of that fucking moment. It's been the same my whole life. I never went to one after-school event. I barely even went to school the last two years of high school. Yeah, I didn't hang out with anybody in college. I've always hated parties. Never went to parties. Yeah, so I can't have fun, man. If I went to see this band, it would just be like fucking that that kindergarten day all over again. We we have fun in our own little way. I have fun by not having fun. Right, but that's that's valid, you know. Yeah. <laughs> that's a valid way to have fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, people always, anytime people come through, they're always like, you know, Nate was actually a really nice, fun guy. Okay, we'll see <laughs> if I can change that. <laughs> okay, sure. So on that note, let's uh, let's listen to some voicemails, uh, read some text messages, and then sign out because I still got, I still have a fucking assload of work to do. Dude, tonight. it was like the fucking Alamo scene. In Pee Wee's Big Adventure, yeah. like years later, when I saw Pee Wee's Big Adventure, right? Because yeah. this was like fucking eighty-one, sure, right? Yeah, or eighty-two. Years later, when I saw the Pee Wee's Big Adventure, and they laugh at him for being the Alamo. Yeah, that's. Ex- I was like, that's exactly what it was like. <laughs> There's no basement in the Alamo. You're an afternoon kid. <laughs> What's up, Gary Nate? Uh, I'm currently listening to the newest episode. Um, and I'm at the part where y'all are talking about the cruise ship and, in uh, you know, active shooter situations. Now you can mark yourself as safe. And while it would also be super funny if you could mark yourself as unsafe, I think it'd be even funnier if you were able to mark yourself as the shooter. Uh, for a couple reasons. Number one, it'd be funny to be like, oh, yeah, I'm the one fucking people up. But number two, I feel like a bunch of people would mark themselves as the shooter. So then you'd have, like, People thinking there's 13 active shooters out there. Uh, that'd be funny. Okay, have a good one. <laughs> that, that actually would yeah. be funny. That, that would, would be, be very funny. funny. Yes, Cops think there's like 26 active shooters throughout yeah. town. Yeah, for sure. You know? Yeah. Or, like, it'd be even funnier if the people being shot Because <laughs> we're so used to it by now, sure, right? Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, it's Monday. Whatever. Yeah. You know? They're fucking, they're fucking FaceTiming. Sure. Yeah. Right? They're like, oh, the shooting. We're getting oh, shot. Listen to this. Can you hear that shit out in the hallway? In the hallway? They're fucking back. They're shooting again. Yeah. You know we're just a step away from people goofing live. Absolutely. Right? While it's happening. Sure. Right? It'd be even funnier if people that were being shot at marked themselves as the active shooter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that would be pretty good. Right. That'd be pretty good. Yeah, I don't really have any notes or anything to add. I think that's a great idea. I think, yeah. I think it is a good idea. It's it, it, it there's a nice accelerationist. Yeah. Because the only way the only way to make things better is to make them worse first. That's exactly it. That's exactly right? it. Yes. We just we just have to accelerate the inevitable. Right. We have collapse. to we have to abuse what we're given right. until the point that it no longer exists. And then we don't get to have and it. And then anymore. hopefully learn from our mistakes. That's that's correct. Dude, yeah. let me tell you about something. Something just got this just popped into my head. I saw these fucking ads. I've been seeing these fucking ads for uh, the fucking uh, the new Google phone. Okay, right. And one of the bragging points is there's AI in the phone that can change your photos. That's right. Yeah, I think I saw an ad for that. Why as well. would you want to do that? 
How God dystopian knows. is that? God knows, man. It's I not what know. happened. I know. I know. I know. It's, it's like, not what happened. It's not what happened. There, there, there's, it's like there's no, <laughs> like, even the idea of just being like, hmm, I'd like to alter uh, the record of reality. Yes. <laughs> I'd like to alter know, the record that's, that's of That's what's so that depressing happened. and dystopian about that. Yes. It's because, like, 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 effectively going forward then, yeah. you know, like, I can look at a picture of a Civil War general and yeah. be like, okay. Sure. You know? Yeah. There's that dude. <laughs> right. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's there's Burnside. Yeah. The, right. The, you know, right, right, right. There's Colonel there's Colonel Jedediah Jedediah Mudleg, right? <laughs> yeah. Who led the forty fifth you know, Kentucky division into certain death at the battle of uh, uh, at the battle of fucking uh, you know, Dunkel. Sure. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it's like, okay, there's verification, there's provenance there, right? Right. But like people in a hundred years, like like nothing's going to mean anything. That's the thing, dude. That's the thing. It's like, how are you going to be able to reflect upon any of the media that was created after a certain point? And rely on it to communicate anything to you about the lived reality of the people and in that how, time period. How, or, or your own reality. Or your own because reality. Because you're going to start to believe the fucking lie. For sure. Because the human brain is very pliable. It's very malleable. And the thing about like pathological liars, for example, is a lot of times they no longer consciously lie. They believe the things right. that they say. It's, 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 it's pathology, right? And the same thing is going to happen in mass. And it's... And it's it's so insidious that as sooner or later it's just going to be automatic, like right. yeah, 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 you, you yeah, know, automatically sure. the phone will autocorrect. Yes, whatever is fucking happening for to sure. make it a perfect reality for you, right. you won't even notice the fucking lie. For sure, yeah. I don't, I don't know, man. I These, don't like it. <laughs> a little thing, dude. That one little fucking thirty second ad that I saw, right? Yeah, while eating wings <laughs> on a bar on a TV across the bar. Yeah. Has been sticking with me for more than twenty four hours. I'm like, what a hellish fucking innovation! Yeah. And that's the selling point for almost every fucking mindless two leg ninny out there. Yeah, it's a it's eternal eternal sunshine of the spotless mind shit, man. You yeah, know, it literally is. Yes. It, 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 it is sci fi horror yeah. come to fucking life for sure. Right. Yeah. So yes, please, everybody, mark yourselves as active shooters. Mark yourself as unsafe all the time because you are unsafe all the time. Yes, we just have to make this te right. technology so unusable for even the everyday person right. that we have no choice but to all abandon it at once. Right. And say, well, these are this is useless. Right. This is a useless device. I can't parse uh, reality from fiction with this anymore, and it has to be so blatant and so pervasive that it is literally unusable. And only at that point can we move forward. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. In that case, just train the AI up, train it up wrong, uh, spread disinformation wantonly. Right. You know what I mean? Let's get let's start just, sowing just seeds here. Get it fucking done with. Yeah. Right. As I said before, get it going while I'm young enough to still participate and have some fun. Sure. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I just I, I just want to be able to still crack some heads. Yeah. Yo. So yeah. Those the like. Let's all have fun and like, have a good time at the show. Metalheads are, are lame as shit, but there's like a variation on that that I find particularly funny, which is like the woke metalhead. And um, I used to see this shit on Twitter all the time before I deleted that, where people would like try and cancel you for liking Burzum, but like be really into Dark Throne, even though Vard wrote like fucking lyrics on three of their albums, or they would like try and cancel the singer of fucking Sanguisugabog for being in a band about, like, raping bitches, but, like, 
listen to Cannibal Corpse all fucking day. I don't know. Those people were just really funny to me. Um, I don't know what the point of this call was. I guess I'm airing agreements. See you later. Hey, I hear you. Yeah, for sure. I mean, any sort of... uh to claim to have any sort of like moral conviction within the realm of metal is tough in terms of like if you're parsing <laughs> if you're parsing out like the content of the bands that you consume or like the real world beliefs of the right. people making that music oftentimes the line is blurred and it seems quite arbitrary where people draw their lines it's which it, is why it, i just it, don't even make an attempt yeah it's very arbitrary that, you know we, we were just joking about fucking cradle of filth catching a little hit heat for cancel on a show in, in israel yeah in tel aviv in tel aviv yes and they and then somebody evidently according to the danny filth and company made a spurious claims that they supported uh that they supported terrorist organizations and they jumped at the opportunity to distance themselves from terror terrorist organizations which to me sounds like the exact opposite thing that you should do is a black a black metal right, band, right? right? Well, a black metal band, right? We're talking Cradle of Filth, right, 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 right. We'll say, you know, we'll, uh, j- broadly, just broadly, just yeah. be like, yeah, sure, whatever. Yeah, we support terrorists. Who cares? Yeah, exactly. And right. as I said to you, a surprisingly weak move from the Jesus is a cunt T-shirt band. Again, you know, it's a, it's again, it's the only way. Just like with this, you know, the fucking god awful phone, right? That yeah. god awful lion phone, sure, right? <laughs> it's the only way to break that. That cycle is it just stop giving a shit yeah. and let them think the worst about you. Of course, you. man. And and why not? You know, why the fuck not? I mean, the band put Jesus is a cunt right. in eight inch letters on the back of a shirt. Sure, yeah. Right? Right. Just rock with it, man. Just right. roll with it. Who cares? Right. Um, all right, let's uh let's move on to Satan. And like we said before, you really don't want to know what half of your favorite bands really think. You don't want to know what we really think. Um, (laughs) so, Hey, I do not support terrorism. (laughs) I, I, I do support terrorism fully. I also support the idea that terrorism is always, always defined by, uh, by the ruling, by the ruling class. Uh, if anybody else is doing the thing that they're doing, then it's terrorism. But when they're doing it, it's peacekeeping efforts. Uh, I don't know. I bet you the people getting blown up probably disagree with that too. I mean, I think that's what my point is, though. People getting blown up on either side are always calling the other people, oh, they're terrorists, they're insurgents, you uh, know what I mean? But it's like... Yeah. I don't know. I figure anybody that's blowing me up must be a terrorist. <laughs> sure. In, in that case... I'm not like... Anybody oh, who's oh, ever... Thank thank God it's... It, it's, it's uh, it's Biden soldiers versus, uh, you know, whatever. Right. That's what I'm saying. It's it's all the same at the end of the day. Um, okay, so we got some we got some text messages here. Uh, so I had a big ass rant about how pop music, broadly construed, is like all post blues music, all varieties of music that pair European harmonies with West African rhythms, etc. Has never been all that innovative and dorky. Power electronics music is really conventional. Blah 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 blah. But instead, I thought I'd go for something shorter. I hate when people say that hardcore and punk is for the kids or that the kids like such and such band. You should tell teenagers that the band they like sucks if it sucks. It's good for them. Teenagers should be enthralled by anal cunt, not turnstile. You develop taste by being confronted with someone saying that what you like sucks and then realizing that it does suck or digging in your heels. You know what happens when you don't do that? 35-year-old Funko Pop-ass wieners who started out in 2000's Christian Metalcore and now find themselves parading around in a nail shirt, giving you the fluoride stare because you told them that Converge sounds like a cage parrot being kicked by a group of 40-year-olds wearing slip-on vans. Okay, that's one perspective, and I'm willing to acknowledge that with considering the the stage in the lifestyle or the stage in the 
uh, lifespan that punk and hardcore is in. We've talked now that this is like a, this is a, an extended lifestyle. This is no longer a a youth uh, exclusive movement. But I think, and we've said it on the show many times, it has to remain a youth oriented movement. Which is not to say that people who have been around for a long time can't say that new things suck. I say that new things suck all the time. Nate says that new things suck all the time. And in terms of my taste or what I would like to see represented broadly in hardcore punk and metal music, I'm not going to defer to young people. I will say, yeah, I'd rather bands sounded like this. But I also have been around long enough to know that this stuff moves in cycles and that if I stick around for another five years, the shit that I like will bubble back up to the surface and there will be a wave of sick-ass bands playing that type of shit again. And then for a while, something else will be in vogue and it will churn and churn and churn on forever. And even when the worst shit is at its peak and all the young kids are jocking shit that is totally unrecognizable to me, we live in a time in which... There is still going to be a zillion bands flying under the radar that are playing exactly the kind of punk and hardcore music that I want to hear. That's the world that we live in now. I think broadly, you do still need to defer to kids in the sense that you let them do their thing, have fun, and engage with stuff. They are the vital essence that keeps this shit moving forward. Um, there's nothing wrong with telling them that what they like sucks. I think that's fine. I do it all the time. But I think you also need to understand, like where your role where what your role is in like the uh the broader like punk and hardcore zeitgeist you know i don't give a shit sure <laughs> you know like i mean I, I, think, I don't give a fuck about the concept of a role in the broader hardcore zeitgeist sure right? i mean i just i just mean like if you're gonna have this conversation yeah well i wouldn't i know you wouldn't like right. yeah i just don't give a shit right yeah sure whatever who gives a fuck right there's always been good bands around there's always been shitty bands around i don't give a fuck about turnstile yeah i'd listen to anal cunt more sure but uh you know what i don't really care if young kids don't turn out for anal cunt so yes exactly right and that's the thing is that i think you shouldn't give and, a fuck. and i said before like aside from those places where we might overlap in a fucking basement yeah or we might overlap at a show I'm not really that interested in overlapping with people that are 20 years younger than me. That's the other thing too, right? And uh, so, yeah, I think that actually your dismissiveness kind of cuts to the quick of this conversation, which is like you need to not care so much because there are always going to be bands catering to whatever your interests are within underground music. Let the kids like Turnstile. You don't got to like it. You can talk your shit about it, but at the end of the day, truly, who yeah, gives a fuck? Doesn't matter to me, man. Does not matter. Um, this one, uh, <laughs> it's a picture of a dog that says, can I please borrow five racks? Um, and then the question, <laughs> thoughts on the new Argus Slant record? Um, I haven't listened to it. I listened to it at the record store the other day. I haven't listened to it because I'm not a bad person. That's right. That's that's uh, that's confirmed. Um, I listened to it at the record store the other day, and I thought it was really good. Um, some people were saying, "Didn't some racist townies come in and say, oh, man, is that the new Argus line?'" No, I love that. That's record. that's not what happened. Somebody asked me what I was listening to, and I was put in the awkward position of having to qualify and say, "Uh, well, there's something you should know about this band before you dig into <laughs> they were it." Like, oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> well, then the guy ended up buying a Mayhem record, so it was like, okay, you understand what's going on. I think when I said, just so you know, uh, this. Uh, this stuff is pretty explicitly racist, and, it, and the guy and the guy said, "The guy said, I'm well past that, man." Right, and I said, "Okay, right, 
Okay. What were you going to say? I just like the idea of an explicitly racist band playing in a local record store. Well, it's, you can't understand the lyrics. I it know. was like the last 30 I, minutes I of the day. I know, I know, I know. Meyer, who plays in, uh, who played in Moist, Moist Boy, yeah. uh, he texted me. He texted me pretty well, on occasion. And uh, he does the same thing because he works at a record store as well. Yeah. He'll play like ethnic cleansing at the record store. <laughs> yeah. and shit. So, um, all right. So here's another one. Do you have any recommend recommendations for bands that sound like chronic sick? They're my gal's favorite hardcore band. She also likes LA punk like X. She's been around the indie slash punk slash hardcore block and isn't anti hardcore, but I want to find more raging and melodic punk bands with good vocals that we can enjoy together. I mean, <clears throat> There's not a lot of bands that I would compare immediately to 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 Chronic Sick. I mean, honestly, if you want to keep it uh, regional, you can probably some of like the mid era, maybe not mid era, fairly early like Adrenaline OD stuff. Mm. Um, not maybe the first release, but like um, the second one, uh, Let's Barbecue. That one has a lot of similar melodic tendencies while still being like firmly rooted in, in early 80s hardcore. I think that one came out in like 83 or something. I'm going to tell you, basically, yeah. listen to a lot of the fucking Sorry State, Sorry State and No Way catalog from like 2007. For sure, yeah. I mean, and on. Yeah, there's a, like, lot, there's a lot of melody in that stuff. You know, and, sure. and I mean, because... That fucking Chronic Sick EP was even fucking reissued by No Way in 2010. Yeah. So go back to No Way Records yeah. between 2007 and, and, and 2010. Yeah, I think you'll find... And a, dig in. You'll find, a lot of, you'll find a lot of surprising melody in there. Some of 2005. The, some of the deranged stuff from that same yeah. era, too, like neocons and mm, shit like yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, as far as, like, Libyans, other... maybe? Yeah, Libyans, sure, yeah, yeah. As far as other, like, classic stuff that doesn't necessarily sound exactly like Chronic Sick, but also is melodic yet still ripping and firmly rooted in hardcore i would say like uh that mia record murder in a foreign place um if she yeah. likes california stuff i mean that's a really that's a good really good and very very slept on record um similarly Can we like, talk about that on kings of punk i think we did yeah yeah, yeah, yeah for sure um, also like the first couple DI records, which is, uh, you know, offshoot of like, of all of that early California shit, offshoot of adolescence, um, ancient art, ancient artifacts, that record and, um, horse bites, dog cries are I, some of the best, like early examples of melodic hardcore stuff. This isn't similar to chronic sick, but I mean, if, if she's looking for, if you guys are looking for things that you can overlap on, I mean, dag nasty. Can I say? Yeah, you can't go wrong there. In incredibly melodic while still being fucking fast. Awesome. Um, Again, and, and I guess some uh, some of that other Revolution Summer stuff, it's it's less hardcore. For sure, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, I don't know. Some suggestions. I think the I think that Adrenaline OD stuff will probably be the most uh, similar sonically to Chronic Sick, but there are a lot of different uh, directions you can take it. <clears throat> okay, this one is a uh, question on gatekeeping. Why is it that the complaint hardcore has gotten too soft only ends with that? I won't try and act like interacting with terminally online folk and newer kids in the scene isn't torture, but it's kind of disappointing to see old heads become jaded and drop it all together when they are quite literally the ones that know what made it so great. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, man. Uh, 
I would say that I, th- I would say that a lot of quote unquote old heads were just in the right place at the right time, or their friends were all into a thing, so they were into the thing, and like their taste is largely determined by um, the good grace of like good bands being popular when they were involved in the thing. Yeah, and I'm not. If there's a broader internet conversation happening about how hard- hardcore has gotten soft, I am unaware of it. I've certainly been privy to those so sort what of conversations. Are, what, what are they fucking talking about? I mean, a lot of times that's coming from that's coming from the perspective of like, you know, kids now are too sensitive. You couldn't you couldn't release a record that said these bad words on it anymore. And yeah, maybe, maybe I don't know, maybe. But frankly, I think even that is falling away because again, I'm gonna tell you. This stuff swings back and forth. It's in a constant ebb and flow, right? Like the some of the words that I say in public five years ago would have gotten me more than a sidelong glance. Here's the other thing, though, too. If your enjoyment of fucking of 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 a of a genre, if your enjoyment of something like hardcore is dependent upon what bad words you can say, yeah, of course, fuck off, yeah, of course, fuck off, fuck no off, man, no doubt, you it, know what I mean? Yes. Like, I don't know. So that's that's what I was getting at. Is like, you know, we talk about a lot of people being soft and so, and it's true. Sure. I'm fucking soft. Gray's fucking soft. No doubt. People on fucking heavy metal cruises are fucking soft, whining about people dying. Sure. I want everything to be nastier and meaner. The problem is. I don't want to be the first one through the fucking door. <laughs> sure. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. like uh, you know what I mean? I talk about a new era of steel, a new era of brutality. Yeah. I'll look out my basement window and watch. Sure. Yeah. Right. Exactly. But like, yo, everybody's fucking soft. And if what you're saying is soft is because people might get offensive at some fucking terminology that was common, you know, fucking 20 years ago, sure. Hey, times change, catch up or not. It's, you know, get the fuck out the room, old man. Yeah, for sure. You know, because honestly, if it's like enough that, that it wants to fucking like chase out folks that are genuinely having a good, good time. Right. Fuck off. Right, right. For sure. Additionally, you can carve out whatever space you want in this. And I yes. think people forget about that. So, so that. You want to talk about being soft. Being soft is being an old man and afraid to start, start a band that says the F word so that old, old you know, yeah. that throws around the fucking slurs so that other grumpy old men can fucking watch you. Right, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like, the thing is, like, during whatever period of time, like, because I think largely we, we've, we're we moving out of this period where you could perceive... Uh, a lot of participants of hardcore is being overly sensitive. I think that that's falling further and further out of vogue and like the whole, you know, canceling people online thing is, is uh, kind of going the way of the dinosaur, at least for now. I'm sure we will swing back around to it at some point during the entire period of time that that was happening. Like, Danny Diablo was still saying the N word. You know what I'm I saying? Mean, like yeah, it's like it's, it's yeah. It's again. It gets back to that idea of Cannibal Corpse and metal, right? Right, and, and like like morals and metal and so forth. Right. Like it's still out there. It's still out there. But, it's still accessible. You know, I don't know, man. I mean, in the fucking '90s, people sat around and fucking cried on the floor. Sure. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Talk about dude. fucking soft. Exactly. In the fucking '90s, people cried about earthworms getting stepped on outside, and I don't even know. If that was a fucking joke, yeah. but goddamn, right? Yeah, this push and pull has always been a part of subculture, and I think <clears throat> the internet just amplifies like the the loudest, most annoying voices, and it makes you think that there's some general consensus with those voices because you see, oh, this got a thousand retweets, but a thousand people on the internet is not. It does not. It doesn't map on reality. The the internet doesn't fucking mean anything. It doesn't map on reality. And like, I don't know, man. It's just. I don't know. 
That, that's just, I don't know. I think it's pretty fucking, I, I think I think whoever's complaining about hardcore being too soft is a pretty fucking bitch, pretty big bitch in their own right. Absolutely. Because literally, if that's how you feel about it, just do what you want. Yeah. Do what you want. Make the music that you want. Say the things right. that you want to say. And uh, and naysayers be damned. That's what people have done since time immemorial. Right. And you can do it too. Right. People are iconoclasts. They go against the grain. What's going to happen? Like, what's going to happen? You're excised from a music scene for five years because you said something bad. I, like, I, I just don't understand what people's perception is. Like, there is no to this or to that. You can just do what you want and say what you want largely. I have done that in my life, and at different periods of time, I've been perceived differently by different people because of it. It doesn't matter. Perception changes. Social mores and taboos change. They're ever-shifting. Sometimes we backslide. Sometimes we progress. It doesn't fucking matter. At the end of the day, none of this shit matters. Do what you want. Say what you want. If you're complaining about it online, you need to reassess your life. Um, thoughts on the new Hank Wood material is solo weird guy music a natural progression for aging punk singers. I haven't listened to the new Hank Wood material. Yeah, me neither. Sounds like it's solo weird guy music. Um, yeah, I mean, it's been a natural progression for aging punk singers for a long, long time. Now, if it is genuinely solo weird guy shit, I'll hundred percent take that over the like beardly, beardy fish, uh, fish folk, Music of like you know uh, post hot water music Chuck Reagan. Oh, I'll definitely take it more than post hot, avail Tim Barry. And I'll definitely take it, yeah, more than the the the, the, the folky thirty year old wisdom thrown down by the beardos. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, for sure. I'll take that over like flannel and brown boots, like fucking acoustic guitar shit. Anyway. But I will also take like you know just actual ripping hardcore yeah, yeah. over <laughs> right, yeah. old man musing and making weird music any day. Yeah, of course. Um, <clears throat> okay, this says, uh, I feel like this is how Gray picks up chicks. It looks like it's an excerpt from Reddit. I am the guy who takes women out on dates and annoys them. I did it again. I have been really sad lately, so to cheer myself, I have matched with a girl on Tinder and decided to try out this wigger character I have been workshopping. I bought some Jordans and some oversized shirts and jeans and picked her up blasting mafia niggas by 3-6 Mafia. <laughs> I had it on loop, and I drove her to a restaurant that was 20 miles away. The restaurant is Chili's. After the third loop, she asked if she could switch songs, and I just turned up the volume and said, nah, I need to get in my zone, pimp. I also finished every sentence with pimp or nah, I'm saying. When we got to the restaurant, I ordered a ton of food, like $80 worth, and even casually ate out of her plate sometimes. I then whipped out a flask and said I had lean in it and kept telling her to try it, knowing she wouldn't. I then told her I had to go to the bathroom and just left the restaurant. Made me feel so much better. I needed that. Sounds like that guy knows how to live. Um, that is not how I have typically picked up women, but if I find myself single again, maybe I'll give it a, give it a try. Um, okay, this is a... Uh, this appears to be a video of, um, is this a video of Anthony Hopkins making <laughs> making goofy faces? <laughs> yeah. I, I think this is just a video of Anthony Hopkins making goofy faces. <laughs> oh, there's music there, too. Okay. And then the question is, Nate for real retarded, though. Yeah. Yeah. That's 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 correct. Yeah. You've, sussed it, you've sussed it out. Yeah. Uh, I was dropped on my head when I was like four days old. Yeah. Four or five days old. Yeah. I was made fun of my very first day of kindergarten by the teachers. You do the math. Never recovered. <laughs> you do the math. <laughs> okay, so uh, that concludes another exciting episode of Demolition in which we... Um, Dude, Anthony, that's how the teachers looked at me. 
<laughs> the way that Anthony yeah. Hopkins. Is, you know, okay, yeah. sure. And they chased me out of the room looking like that. Okay, that's pretty. That's pretty good. Um, we, we had a lot of middling, just okay, pretty good. We had a lot of pretty good on this episode. We had a pretty. We had a pretty good. We had a, a lot of bands that were pretty okay. And pretty okay. Yeah, inoffensive. Right. Sometimes you get that. Sometimes you just get a middling spread. What can you do? We don't decide what gets sent into the show, and we randomize the selection, so you get what you get. Thanks to everybody who listens. We'll see you next week.